And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First up, the night before, Peter was asleep. Now, I'm always scratching my head about this text. He was facing certain death, but there would be no denial this time. He was ready to die for Jesus. He was so secure, he was sleeping the night before his execution. Wow. Next, the stages of a person's salvation are right here in this text we're going to review. Suddenly, is the word that comes up, that's a message from the gospel that appears in our lives out of nowhere. An angel of light, that's a message of light that appears. Guess what? When you heard the gospel, it was a message of light, John chapter 1. And then the angel stood before before Peter. The gospel stands before us as if to confront us or to challenge us to respond to God. And finally, tapped him. Okay? Well, now, for Apostle Paul, it was a knockdown. But for Peter in prison, he was tapped. He was awakened. He responded. He became awake from the old and rose into the new. You know, born again stuff like that. And then he rises and shines. Rise and shine, porcupine. Chains fell off. The Lord starts breaking the things in our lives just like the shackles in our lives. And then we're supposed to suit up and follow him. We do this and we do that, whatever the Lord wants, both generally and specifically. What we're going to review is the different elements of the Christian faith in this text. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you know you can reach out to us. You can email us. As long as the Chromebook works. <laughs> as long as it's working, you can email us. I'm just going to say that. You can email david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you got to buckle up because you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Oh, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. 
All right, let me just tell you right now, we do have somebody calling in, but I do want to tell you that talking to Dynamite D, just in case you're wondering, that's like having an electric blanket on a cold morning. Woo! An electric blanket on a cold morning. Isn't that nice and comfy? You bet it That's is. That's lovely. That's lovely. I lo- it's lovely. All right. Uh, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to be able to reach out to us. You can call. You can send an email. You can text. You can do whatever. Maybe it's a praise report. We want to hear that because praise reports bless people. It encourages people to recognize God is active. Maybe it's a prayer request. We want to join our faith with yours. We share with one another. We we laugh with one another. We cry with one another. We rejoice in victory together. We fight the enemy together. That's what we do. I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's what King David said. That's what we're trying to function in. In the meantime, we do have somebody that is on the phone. So before we do the trivia or anything else, we'll have that person sent down through. Go ahead. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's Brother Roger again. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> I was able to listen today, but I had a. I wanted to give you a, a testimony that's 39 years old. Well, that's fine. We love it. I want to hear a testimony that's 39 years old. Yes. Well, on this date, 39 years ago, was my sister's birthday, and I tried to call her all day to tell her about that I got baptized, and I wasn't able to get through. So the next day, she... I got through to her. See, she had been praying for me for 10 years, and she was fighting cancer for 10 years. And and, uh, the day that she had her birthday, she uh, was with all her friends and everything celebrating her birthday. That's why I couldn't get through. The next day I got through and told her about my baptism, and she said, now I can go be with the Lord. And uh, 10 minutes after she hung up the phone, she went with the Lord. Wow. So prayer is the answer to everything, even if it takes 10 years to hear answered prayer. You just wait upon the Lord, and he will answer your prayers. Wow. What a absolutely, absolutely moving and powerful, powerful testimony. That is just amazing. <laughs> well, I just, I just blesses me. I mean, it just shows you the power. You know, it really does show you the power of the Lord. And boy, she, right. she was praying for you ten years. Yeah. You were like, I got it, I got it, and like, incredible. It's like, all right, now I'm done. I've done my job. I'm ready to go see him to depart and be with Christ. Is much right. better, and so. God bless her. She's probably doing fan much better than you're doing. <laughs> Not to be offensive. Right. And well, uh, she died early. She died at 44 of cancer, but she fought it for 10 years with to, with the Lord's help and all the back in them days the chemo treatments were illegal to do in the United States too many times. So she went to Cuba. She went to Canada. She went everywhere to get her chemo and then she was she always 
felt like she was going to stay alive until she heard my testimony. Wow. And she heard my testimony. Brother, that is one of the more powerful. That is just so, so powerful. People should just recognize the power of the Holy Spirit manifesting right. that that testimony, glorifying Jesus Christ, giving honor to the Father in that capacity. Great job. Great Great right. testimony. That was awesome. And I just had to do it on this date. This was her, would have been her 84th birthday. Well, now now it's on the radio. It's recorded. It'll be on the Internet. It'll be there forever. It's it's never going to disappear. It was already in the Lord's book forever, but it'll be here forever while we still have this planet. <laughs> yeah, but I, just felt, I just really felt led to give this testimony for the— your uh, prayer warriors out there, never give up on prayer. Never give up on prayer because God answers all your prayers. That's right. And it's what's amazing is that she, her tenacity, it gave you the opportunity to see the power of, of prevailing and persistent prayer because right. it's what brought you towards the king, brought you to the Lord. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing testimony, brother. That is, yeah. boy, and that's she, just great. And the Lord knew what day he was going to bring her home, and he knew that she needed to hear that I wasn't able to get through on her birthday because she was busy with her friends and kind of saying goodbye to all her friends. And then and then I, I said goodbye to her, and they called me uh, that same day and said she passed about 10 minutes after I told her. Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're going to have that is going to be an awesome family gathering when it's all said and done, brother. It's going right. to be you guys are going to be you might be in your own little corner. <laughs> Doing your own little dances right up there. It's just a great uh you know and and I kind of need that as a reminder because sometimes I I grow weary in well-doing and praying because I don't see the answer immediately. But then I keep hearing, never give up. That's right. In, in my spirit. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Prayer will be answered. Yeah, and that is, I got to say, this is one of the things that Eric brought to the to the show is he talked about the push, which is pray until something happens. I mean, it's just like, that's such a great thing. It's like, ooh, good idea. Push, pray until something happens. Uh, that is just exactly right. I, I'm just telling you, see that testimony that you had right there? You had it, perfect timing, perfect thing. That blesses people that hear it. They know mm -hmm. God does things way beyond our Right. understanding our grasping and you shared yeah. it and you did a great job sharing it by the way yeah well it, it, you know and i i got saved later in life i was 33 you know and it would have been 39 years uh, ago so i've almost been saved 40 years now so yeah. it, i mean it's just a wonderful it's been a wonderful life i haven't been perfect but God has seen me through everything and has taught me a lot. And if I stay with him, he'll stay with me. 
He never leaves you or never forsakes you. Amen. Never causes you to beg for bread. Yep. And if people could get that part, they will never have a problem when it comes to finances. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I've never seen the the righteous uh, forsaken nor begging for bread. That's exactly right. Great right, testimony, David. my brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and I'm gonna listen. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're God gonna bless we're, you today. All right. We're gonna take our break and then come back. But you did a great job, and I just want you to know how much everybody everybody appreciates what you just shared. Great job. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience. Right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and it was stop-and-go traffic. There's, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back, you know, just kind of – we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go and I'd go and he'd go and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye and he's he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting... When you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on ah. that it's, uh, it's you know, um, God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book. And uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> 20 miles an hour. <laughs> but I I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually it, people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's it, get that squared away. You know. <laughs> yes, and it, you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now that's exactly right what a blessing that's cool and we do have those bumper stickers so now we only have so many but we were as we get this we're going to do an ambassador program and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on the car if they want to and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to but i really really appreciate you sharing that story and that is a great story and see every time we're on traffic we think something bad's going to happen instead Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. And I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Excellent testimony that we just heard from our brother. Wasn't that fantastic? That was just lights out, superb, and fantastic. Okay. Uh, good to hear from him. All right. Now I want somebody to call in. We got a trivia question. You don't have to call in. You can still... You know, text or email. Well, the email's still working. Uh, this should be really easy, okay? Should be a really easy one for everybody. In Genesis 4, who was killed in a field? And yes, we use the word field. We don't think that's a woke word. I don't know where they come. They're busy. Go to the outfield. <gasps> that's racist. Okay. <laughs> You can't even talk to people anymore. Uh, okay, that would be uh, the question. The question, uh, straightforward. It's uh, in Genesis chapter 4. Who was killed in a field? There you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. We're going to push back the joke because I want to get into the text because we need to get into the text because we're far away from the text. <laughs> so I want to be able to get to do that. We are in Acts chapter 12. I'm going to walk you through this uh, and then pick it up. I want you to catch this as one of the coolest one of the most comforting teaches teachings that that I can think about. This is I'm picking it up from verse. Uh, uh, I'll pick it up from verse one because we're really going to key in on verse six. Uh, Acts chapter twelve one. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. That's not the James who wrote in the New Testament. That James who wrote in the New Testament. That was Jesus's brother. All right, so I'm just making sure you understand. So he had the Apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, he arrested Peter during the Passover celebration and imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Like we said, a little bit of overkill, 16 soldiers to watch an apostle who has no weapon. Okay. Herod's intention was to bring him out for public trial after the Passover, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Verse 6, the night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, chained between two soldiers with others standing guard at the prison gate. This was a sham trial. Nobody's saying that every trial is a sham trial, but sometimes when you have trials in January, they're sham trials. The bottom line is it's a sham trial. The whole thing's a setup. The whole reason Herod's doing it is because it's making the people of the Jewish leaders happy because he already executed James, and now he's going to try and go after Peter of Peter, James, and John. And it's like, oh, he's all happy. And so it's the night before, and what's going to happen? He's going to be on a trial. It's going to be a farce. They're going to have false witnesses. They're going to have all this stuff happen. Everybody knows what's going on. Without video, it's still going to be a sham trial. And Peter is sleeping. <laughs> okay. How secure do you need to be in your faith knowing that the next day is your sham trial? They're going to find you guilty. You're going down no matter what, and they're going to put you to death. And Peter's sleeping. He's like, 
Just think about this now, okay? I want you to really kind of put yourself there and see the situation. He's stuck. He's chained between two soldiers. There's 16 soldiers around him. This guy's going down for it. They're going to take him down. They're going to raid his house. They're going to do the whole And he's sleeping. Now, what happened to Peter before this? I will not deny you, Jesus, even if I have to die for you. I will not deny you. Deny, deny, deny. So he denied him three times after he made that big proclamation. Right? Jesus restores him three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Fantastic. All of that's great. Now Peter's facing certain demise and execution. Just for those who, who don't know from a historical church point of view, after Peter had shared with Cornelius and the gospel had gone to the Gentiles, the church leadership was shifting. And remember, Peter's in prison, so the church leadership is shifting while he's in prison because somebody has to still lead the church, right? And he's being moved into a different place altogether, right? But this time he's so secure, he doesn't even he doesn't make a proclamation at all. He doesn't say a word. You want to know why? He didn't have to. You know why he didn't say anything about it? He didn't have to. He was ready. He was there. He wasn't there before. He was there now. He was ready to die for Jesus. Okay, let's go. And this is the situation. Now, I know, you know, he's going to go through other things. And he's gonna, the rebuke from Paul. I understand all that. But at this point, he has definitely gone upwards. Remember, the Holy Spirit's been poured upon him. He has not just been preaching like a lights out, you know, preacher. But, you know, in, in Acts chapter 3, people are getting healed. He's seeing the power of God manifest everywhere. He's operating with the Lord in this process. He's just as comfy as can be. Now think about that. Are you so secure in your situation that the Lord has coordinated around you that you can just go, yeah, whatever. It's all good. To live as Christ, to die is better because I'll be closer to Jesus. It's better. That's the attitude that's going on. And as Peter is there and he's sleeping, now this is where we get into the, the rest of the text. Suddenly... There was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. I love this portion because Peter is just like, night-night. Eh. <laughs> right? Now, remember, the church is praying for him, right? Peter's like, well, whatever's going to happen. You know, I ain't going to change it. Nothing's going to change. I ain't going to do nothing different. And now a bright light, and that exactly, and this is why I say this to you, this story is a picture of the gospel touching our lives. What's the thing that happens to you and I? Well, this is happening to Peter, and we're going to find out he's going to get out, but a bright light comes into our life of darkness. All this stuff that we know that we've done, that we've been a part of, not the best stuff in the world, even if we said yes to Jesus and maybe veered off a little when we got a little bit older, a light comes, and that's what the gospel is. It's a light that shines in the darkness. A message of good news appears. It's a message of light. It's telling us 
the gospel, the message light. You don't have to be stuck in darkness. Do you know the worst part about darkness? I'm going to say this, and, and hopefully I'll say it right. You have to imagine imagine darkness without your nightlights, without your LED clocks, without your little, you know, <coughs> without your little uh, fire alarm light. You got to imagine absolute darkness. And you know the thing that's weird about darkness? You just can't see where you're going. You just don't know where you are. Don't know what's going on. Can't tell what's next. Don't know what you're doing. Don't know what the next step is. Don't know if you're going to bump your leg. Don't know if you're going to hit your head. And the darkness, by the way, that that attacked Egypt, just so we can be on this same page, that was such an intense darkness, they could feel it. They could feel the darkness. But in comes a light. And what does the light do? It enables you to see. That's part of this gospel. This is why I love this portion. It is like, oh, it is like, if you think about it, it's like everything is just, you can't function, you can't step, you can't move, you can't do anything, then boom! All of a sudden you can see. And the gospel light is a bright light. A light that gives us the ability to see. So look at what happens. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell. And the angel of the Lord stood before Peter. There was a message he had. What's that message? God loves you. I mean, that's the gospel message. The angel tapped him on the side and awakened him. And that I liken unto the Lord touching us with the gospel. Now, again, in my intro, I I brought up that when the apostle Paul was touched with the the gospel, it was a little firmer. (laughs) Because he was knocked on, the, on his keister. He was knocked off his donkey on his keister, right? A little, little, bit, little bit more you know, intense for him, right? It was a knockdown. For many of us, when the gospel comes into our lives, it's a touch. And it's a touch that says, hey, you know what? I love you. And all of a sudden, our eyes adjust, right? All right. Let me answer the trivia question in Genesis chapter 4. Who was killed in a field? That would be Abel. Abel was killed by Cain in the field. Just want you to get that. We'll take our break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. 
It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake it's their fault there's nothing but humiliation on your face and you're trying to recover in the moment and you know what i did i blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself you have chosen wisely (laughs) so guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet it was satan by golly well it was at that moment because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table and somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Kind of along the same lines of what we just did. This is a really good one, by the way. Who in Genesis is called a man of the soil? Who in Genesis is called a man of the soil? Okay? All right. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I do want to send you up to the website, as we often do. I want to remind you about two things. There are a ton of podcasts, a ton of podcasts with all these different things on there that you can really use that are lots of fun, and we hope you do that. That would be great. Plus, on the website is encouraging videos, encouraging articles. Plus, on the website is a prayer request form, plus a praise report form. Plus, on the website is a place to give 
as well as instructions on how to give if you don't want to give through the website. So it seems to me like there's just a lot of stuff on the website. If you would be as so inclined, please check out he must increase dot org. Prayer request. He must increase dot org. Praise report. He must increase dot org. Looking to give to this ministry. He must increase dot org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. Uh, that is uh, simply me bouncing back from having a very hard workout and uh, thinking I can't move because my knees hurt. And so that's me falling on the ground, but then bouncing back because God picks me back up. While eating cheddar popcorn. I love cheddar popcorn. That's a good one. Okay. I accept that. I still feel that's better than on the train with pickles or pickles or whatever you had that time where we were using pickles. That was the train meal. Okay. That's right. The train meal. <laughs> Well, it was something, wasn't it? All right, somebody ready to answer the trivia question. That's right. You might as well laugh. It's going to be this way for the rest of the show. Uh, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dr. David. Captain Rogers. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm great, especially on this beautiful day with the sun shining. It is a beautiful day, isn't it? It's really nice out today. And you know what's amazing is I'm driving in, and sometimes you drive in and it's really very, very difficult. And today was not a difficult drive. I was like, wow. If it was like this all the time, I wouldn't whine so much. It was just nice. It was great. So, Well, maybe she didn't whine so much anyway. <laughs> I know I gotta I gotta talk to my forefathers who have who have instilled that in me. <laughs> oh, that's You gotta you gotta you gotta have blame somewhere, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, right at your own feet. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Good, good call. All right, my friend. This is a kind of a tough one because I'm getting like 30 different answers from people, which always makes me worry about the, the information. So here's the question. Let's see if you can do it. And I'm hoping it's correct. Who in Genesis is called a man of the soil? I believe that would have been Cain. Now, here's the funny part, okay? So I'm going to give everybody a chance to check this out and to verify in the book that I have, okay, so I have a book that has it. It's saying that the man of the soil was Noah because he planted the vineyard. That's correct. I believe oh. that's correct. See, that's, that's that he was a man of the soil because, remember, he made the vineyard and and then uh, uh, maybe uh, – what's the expression we had? Uh, maybe, maybe – And he got drunk that's and it. all that stuff. <laughs> That's, that's, yeah, when he had uh, one too many of his own concoction. That that would be and another way to say And the boy saw him, and they came in and covered him and all that. Exactly correct. So he was also known as a man of the soil. So if that, I believe that is correct. If that is wrong in any capacity, let somebody come and tell us. But I want you to know that your answer was the most common answer given by all the people that text us. You are not alone. And initially when I read it, I went, is that right? I had to think about it myself because like I was thinking, I thought, I thought that would have been, you know, the the guy who was, you know, doing the 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 Esau. Wouldn't that be, you know? But I was wrong. So anyway, uh, or, well, I think most people would have thought of Noah as the man of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, well, it was only one year out of nine hundred. <laughs> <You know? 
<laughs> but still, the book says Noah. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me, but I think that's going to be pretty correct. So, But great job, and I love hearing from you, and I want you to call back and stay on top of it with us. And uh, is there anything we can pray for you about? Uh, not at the moment. Well, I have surgery on my hand, so maybe that. But okay. before I say, uh, let you do it, I'd like to say I think I would have been able to answer the last one, but I turned the radio on after you asked it. <laughs> so you'd have been able to answer that one? <laughs> oh, oh, you got it. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm walking with you all the way. Let me pray over your hand real quick. Let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our brother. And what we simply pray for, because he already had the surgery, is accelerated healing. Just speed up the process. If you can raise a body, you can speed up a process. And we're just asking you to do that. Let him have full function on the hand. Let it not be a problem. Let there be nothing that's left over, no, no residue, no difficulty. And just give him full restoration and full blessing of your presence and of your favor in the things that he touches in life. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen and yes, amen. Amen. Amen, brother. I appreciate you. And a blessed day to you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Joanne and Cordelia to do a little bit of hunt to verify it, but I'm pretty sure that that's is correct, right. That's yeah. correct, you asked the question, that's the first name I thought about. Dora. Yeah, that's. I think that is going to be right, but it, it's right about that part where he's talking about where he does his little, you know, winery thing. The, see, I came out of Temecula, so I always find it funny when they talk about wine, winery, and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. In the meantime, we still have our uh, thing to do, but in the meantime, I do want to do history, so let's do uh, let's do our history. Let's go All right, now what's really good about uh, Dynamite D talking about popcorn is, because uh, you said cheddar popcorn, right? And really good about that is today is National Popcorn Day. Love some good popcorn. And sugar does not belong on popcorn. What's that? Sugar does not belong on so popcorn. Do you, do you like, do you not like like caramel corn? Is that... Give me butter. Okay. Let's go. You need butter. Okay. Uh, today is National Tin Can Day. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, and then today is also Rid the World of Fad Diets Day, which is fine by me. Uh, 1953, on this day, Lucy Ricardo gave birth to baby Ricky on I Love Lucy. More people tuned in to watch that than the inauguration of President Eisenhower. Uh, I, I don't even know why that would be a question, <laughs> so I'm just going to move on to the next one. I mean, I would be watching the birth of almost any sitcom people right now over uh, presidential inauguration, no matter what you said to me. Uh, also, on this day, 1986, the first uh, personal computer computer virus, the floppy disk boot sector virus brain is unleashed. It was originally intended to protect copyright software from piracy. It was written by Pakistani brothers Bassett Farooq and um, Amjad Farooq Alvi. The virus didn't destroy data, but it slowed down the disk. That's for those who care. And then very last thing, 1915, neon lighting. Uh, George Claude received a U.S. patent for the invention of neon lighting. So if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you ever been to Las Vegas? No, I haven't. Unbelievable amount of neon lighting. I can believe it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's just like, wow. It's like I went back to the 70s. I am here. You know, it's like amazing. Okay. And I looked up that answer, Dave. I seen uh, Man of the Soil and Man of the Land. 
Ah, ah, so that's probably part of the differential. So, and that's what they said. ESV says Noah was a man of the soil. Others say it's a husbandman, da, da, da. So it just depends. Yep. And I'll give everybody half credit. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. Hey, half credit's better than no credit. All right, let's go back to the text. Uh, here we are. Now, listen, follow this. I want you to follow this process. I just think it's one of the coolest things. In Acts chapter 12, now next week's the Divine Comedy, which is like my favorite thing of all things to teach in all the world. The Divine Comedy is my favorite. I'm telling you right now, my favorite text. Because it just shows if you read that text and don't see the humor of God, you've lost it. Okay? I'm just telling you right now. But prior to that, or the uplead to that, is this portion. And listen to what this says. So, and is here's Peter. He's in the prison. He's not going anywhere, right? Uh, here's what happened. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell. So we understand that the gospel, that's the, that's the message of light. The angel of the Lord stood before Peter. A message of light has come into your dark light, a dark life, and, and given you illumination. Yay! The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. So here's another thing that I, I look at this and I see this text seeing the Lord touching you and I and saying, that's enough. You don't have to be in bondage to sin. Get up. Stop laying down. Stop crawling up in a ball on the ground. Stand up. It's over. We're done. And then this is the part that I just love. Listen to this. So, so the angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. As you and I stand up for the Lord, as you and I grow up in the Lord, as you and I get up for the Lord, the chains on our wrists, the bondages, the things that hold us back and that tie us down lose their power. Does it happen instantly? Sometimes for some people. Does it happen over time? Sometimes for some people. Does it happen kind of in between? Sometimes for some people. Stop saying it all has to be exactly the same for everybody. That's ridiculous. Nobody has the same fingerprints. Nobody has the same eye prints, let alone the same DNA. Here's the process. As we get up, the chains in our lives lose their power. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. You don't have to be bound by the sin. The sin doesn't own you. It takes advantage of you. It deceives you, but it doesn't own you unless you give it the right of ownership, which even if you do as a Christian, you can take it back because it's only trespassing. It doesn't live there. That's what I love about this text. The angel said, you know, he's like, quick, get up. And the angel told him, and, and, and the chains fell off his wrist. You see, that's the gospel message. Freedom. Freedom from the bondage of sin. Freedom from the lie of sin. Freedom from the stupidities of the things that sin makes us do. You are not bound to that. You owe it nothing. You can present yourself as an instrument of righteousness to the Lord each and every day. You don't have to sin. 
And I know. It's like, well, what are you trying to say? Uh, you could be sinless? Well, if you really did walk by the power of the Spirit in the Word on an every-moment basis, technically, I just haven't met anybody, but technically, yeah. I mean, you can be free if you walk in the fullness of the power of Christ 24-7. Now, I haven't met anybody that does it, but I, it's, it's not undoable. It'd be ridiculous, and I'm sure there are people that 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 their sin is not a matter of habitual, but more of ignorance. But you are not required to habitually sin ever. And I'm not just talking about drinking or gambling or sex. I'm talking about fear and doubt and anxieties, all of it. Jesus didn't just come to deliver us from some things. He delivered us, period, from everything that sin can do to us. The chains fall off. Why do you not love that? Let me tell you something. You think you're stuck? That's the lie. In Christ, you are free. Be free. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be fun. The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest. Right? Because I'll pull from—I'm Jewish. I was trained well. And you pull from multiple directions. This was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that, I mean this. So Noel found out. Uh, yesterday that she had to get up at 4.30 this morning because the president of, quote-unquote, the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel, and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at 6 in order to be there, okay? All right. So uh, now I'm already – I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I'm just you know, feeling like I, I could have done better. So you know what I did? And I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at 5 in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready, right? And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work, and I went back to bed <laughs> for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. In fact, the reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. But it dawned on me that it is okay, or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you. I'm kind of sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that uh, I, yeah, I I didn't I wasn't like nicer about the whole thing, and so whatever happened by getting up at five in the morning last night went bye bye. And my point in making that, um, sharing that with you is simply 
sometimes we can do things that is a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch, and that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question for the show. To whom in Luke's gospel does Jesus say the harvest is plentiful? To whom... In Luke's gospel, does Jesus say the harvest is plentiful? If you think you know, by the way, 972-445-0770. You can also check or text in 214-210-8483 as well. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, somebody else has called in. Is this for the trivia or something else? It is for the trivia. Oh, okay. All right, send them all through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother. Hey, brother. What's happening? Hey, now, I mean, good good things are happening. Praise the Lord. All right, let's do the trivia first, and then we'll then we'll hear about what, what are the things that are going on. Here's the question. To whom in Luke's uh, gospel does Jesus say the harvest is plentiful? The Lord of the harvest. Yeah, who did he say? Who did he say that to? That the harvest is plentiful. To to his disciple. And that is correct, Amanda. <laughs> to the disciples, he's like lots of territory here, boys. Lots of territory. Lots of stuff we can do here. That's number one. All right. Next, what's going on with you, brother? Well, my my heart is joyful, and I'm excited because I just led a person to Christ. Oh, uh, he's man. on a deathbed, so so he confessed to Christ. Wow! Yeah, praise so, the Lord. You want to tell so us about it? Exciting news. Tell us, tell us a little bit about. It. See if you can recap without giving too many personalized details. Can you recap it? Yes, I work in a hospice as a chaplain. So one of our uh, so first. Few weeks ago, this person came on a hospice service, and he declined the chaplain service. And yesterday, one of our Christian nurses was serving him, and he was scared of afterlife things. So she said, "Okay, then you need to give your life to Christ." So she she reached out to me to to visit him because he's going through this. And today, I just actually I'm just coming out from the nursing home, so. So he was scared about, like, if he does not want to go to hell, uh, because first he pronounced that he agnostic, and yes, yeah, so. But today he was willing. I said, if you're willing, there's no pressure, no compulsion, but if you are willing to accept Christ, then I would lead you. So so he he willingly accepted Christ. I did the confession through the Romans, 
and First uh, John, and now he's a believer. Praise he's the a family Lord. of God, so keep praying for him. I uh, just address his first name, John. He's our brother John in Christ. So keep praying for him that whenever his time comes, so he will uh, depart uh, smoothly. All right, let's pray. Let's pray for him right now. Let's just pray yes. for him right now. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for our new brother, John. How cool, Lord. Another family member, and the angels are rejoicing. And what we pray, Lord, is that you would comfort his heart. Now, he's, he's facing that time where his, his time, his earthly time is expiring, but he's going to find out that he's going to a place where the streets are gold. And what we pray, Lord, is that you would break the power of fear and that he would have a certain expectation of glory that would enter his mind and his heart. And we thank you for Samson and that he was a willing vessel. And we just pray, pray, pray that he would have multiple opportunities like that and that you bless him with that and the joy of that would stick with him and be a stronghold for him. But we pray for John, that John's heart would be filled with an expectation of grace, of goodness, and of heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Great, great, yeah. great job. See, that's what so it is. I was excited to share with our, our beloved audience and with you. Uh, that's just such a great, what a great, great show, a great blessing. We had a, just an unbelievable testimony prior. This testimony, it's just, these testimonies have just been awesome. People are just great, and that's a great job. You did really, really good work. Great kingdom work, brother. Great kingdom work. Thank you. Keep me in your prayer and that opportunity that God is bringing on my path. So. You got it. You got it. You All know, right. I won't stop praying Thank for you, brother. You. All right. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Wow. You can't even touch this stuff, right? You can't just like, I got nothing to say about this. I'm just, I'm just, you get to listen to this. All right. Let's finish off. We only got about three minutes left. And this is perfect because it just goes right to the end of it. We just talked about the chains falling off. Uh, and, and, and wow. So we're talking about salvation, right? In this Acts chapter 12, even though this is an encounter that, that Peter has with an angel, all I'm trying to do is get you to kind of use the DAP, the dynamic application principle, and see it as a, as a personalization. There was a bright light in the cell. The angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him. This is just what happened to John. Just now, this happened to this guy today. Wow. His chains fell off his wrists, and the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. And he said, put on your coat and follow me. And so for us who are who are following this and knowing that the Lord has touched our lives and knowing that the angel of the, of the Lord, the message of God, the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ— has touched our lives. The chains are broken in our lives. And let's just recognize what we're being told as Peter was being told. Get dressed, which is like put on the armor of God. Get dressed. Put on your sandals. Come and follow me. And what Peter did was he did what he was told to do, both generally and specifically. Now, just listen to this. Listen to the summation of this, okay? The angel tapped him. You know, tapped him, awakened him. He responded. He said, get up, rise and shine. The chains fell off. The Lord started to break the things in his life that were shackles. That's for our lives. It may be uh, faster. It may be over time. It doesn't matter. It's God's timing. And the angel says to Peter, get dressed. Follow me. 
which is suit up in the armor of God, whoa, 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 and follow me, do what I tell you to do, and let's build the kingdom. That, that's what just happened. That's what just happened. This dynamic application principle that took place for Peter is exactly what happened for this man named John. Listen, just listen, then I'll, I'll, I'll close it out. Just listen to this real quick. The night before Peter was placed on trial, he was asleep between chains of two soldiers and the other standing guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. The chains fell off his wrists, and then the angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. All the time he thought it was a vision, but he didn't realize it was really happening. Let me just close with saying this. It's really happening. This isn't a fantasy. This is reality. People are going to die, and they're going to face God. And when they face God, it's going to be great for some, but horrible for many. Make sure it's great for you, okay? Look forward to the time you're going to see the Lord face to face. All right. What an amazing show. Folks, you've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Swinanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.